You're listening to a pod of Mass and Methods. college to figure this shit out we didn't to do be, that to be broadcasters yeah <laughs> like, we're just like making it up as we go this is what the communication majors were doing yeah oh I, my like, god all that time, this, <laughs> this is, is what they, they were doing, doing. <laughs> uh, so there's some news sjm world news, news, building news. news now some of the news is not necessarily new news some of it is just that the new crescent city book is being released January 30th, 2024. So that is coming out. Okay. House of Flame and Shadows. It's the All third right. book in the Crescent City trilogy. Listen, every house needs to have two things. Every court, every house. Yeah. Every they really do. They, they need two. But Silver mm-hmm. Flame, that's only one thing. Yeah. That's just a modified thing. It is. It's a mod- It's a thing that it has been described. Is that what you mean by modified? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like an, ad- an adjective <laughs> is a modifying word. Oh, like it's an a ad- modifier. Yeah. I adverbs see. and adjectives modify other words. Oh, I see. I have heard that, which is why I'm I sure can, you have. You went through, <laughs> you went through a lot of uh, education. I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah, I've heard that phrase. I just had to deep dig deep into my brain for it. So, yeah. But then the other news is um, Sarah appeared on Live Talk Los Angeles, mm. where she finally confirmed uh, confirmed rumors about her upcoming work. She was asked what she's currently working on, and she said she is drafting the next Akatar book. Oh, so it's not done? It isn't done. So the original set, I think we said this the first episode, the original set was supposed to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then there's that really short one, okay, Frost okay. and Starlight, that's kind of like a novella. Um, all and right, then your right. Silver Flames, which is from a completely different person's perspective. Okay. And now this one is also okay. Be a okay, person. so it's like an ongoing series, but also there's like arcs. There's yes, like arcs, story arcs in in like trilogy arcs within it. So it like can, it kind of concludes, but then it keeps going. All right. right, like in the first three, we have Farah's arc. Okay, and then it's going to kind of like expand right. from there. Mm. Okay, so that's so exciting. Hi, everybody. My name's Allie, and I am a massive fantasy romance reader, and specifically of the Massiverse. And hi, I'm Marjorie. I am a bookworm, librarian, writer myself, but this is my first time reading the works of Sarah J. Moss. Yeah, so we are here. We're sisters, and I decided that because she loves reading so much, I wanted Marjorie to partake in my love, which is Sarah. It's great. And we just started. We're doing a recap episode tonight, mm-hmm. so no chapters. No chapters, but lots of speculation and talking and opinions. And recap, really, about recap, what yeah. happened. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that, so welcome. To our podcast. Got it. Finally. Got em. One Woo! season, and we finally, finally <laughs> did it. Okay, so on our traditional episodes, we mm-hmm. start by doing a five-sentence summary. Oh, okay. But... We're going to do a 30-second recap of the whole book. So I'm going to hand a stopwatch to Marjorie. Am I doing the whole 30 seconds? I'll start. I'll do the whole thing. Oh, we're like passing it. It's like a baton? Yeah. I'll, I'm going to do a whole 30 seconds, and then you're going to do 30 seconds filling in what I missed. Oh, okay. Okay. 
All right, I'm gonna three, two, one, start. There's a girl living in a hovel. She's an archer. She is getting food for her family, but ooh, she kills the wrong food. And then a big beast comes in and takes her and says, your life instead. And then they go back to his castle and manor. And she doesn't love him at first, but then she does love him because they scary fairies. And then after that, they fall in love, but then she has to go home. And then he gets taken prisoner by an evil lady with red hair. And then she goes to save him from the evil lady with red hair. And then a cute boy that wears all black. Beep. Beep. Put the pick up there. All right. <laughs> okay. 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 I okay. 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 Oh, there my... goes her phone. So I'm going to stop it. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I, ha- I feel like I was so much watching the time. I was like, listen to you. All right. She's she's under the mountain. She's under, she's the, mountain. under the mountain. She's under the mountain. All right. And okay, a cute on, boy with black hair. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm getting in the headspace. All right. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Set. Go. And then a cute boy with black hair gives her a tattoo and a deal and, a, a, and, and some sexy clothes and some... Un, non, non-consent dancing and touching. It's not cool. But then he's secretly helping her out for reasons. And then she's going through these three tasks and everyone hates her, but maybe they don't hate her so much. They actually kind of like her more and more and more and more and more. Ten more and seconds. And then um, she doesn't kill the guy she likes, but pretends to, sort of. And then he kills the bad fairy lady and then she's traumatized, but it's the end of the Beep. book. Got there. Got it. Got it. So what did we miss? I feel like a lot of, Lucian, I don't think, got a single mention. Lucian did not get a oh, single mention. No Alice. We didn't mention any of what the trials were, just that they existed. I mean, we really breezed over Spring Court. I mean, we got the inciting incident. You gave me the setup. Inciting yeah. incident. Maybe and we then... spent too much time on the setup. Maybe well, that was Well, I thing. mean, you got to get the setup. Just like the actual book. <laughs> Ooh, girly, yes. Shots but also, fire. there's a lot of setup, and then, you know, you breezed over, and then we, like, really went into the third act. So, like, yeah. the middle of the book. The middle of the book. We missed Calumni. Soggy Fire night. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But okay, for you, the book as a whole, I saw when you put your finished reading on Goodreads. Yes. And I saw your review. Okay. And what are your thoughts now, a week or two out? It's been about two weeks since we recorded our last episode. Would you recommend this book to people? How many stars would you give it, et cetera? Okay. Um, I, I think I gave it four stars on Goodreads. Yeah, is that I think correct? You did. And I think when I was reading the book for the most part, I was like, this is probably a three star book. Mm-hmm. But the ending, once Pharaoh went under the mountain, I was like, this is everything I wanted. I'm like screaming, I'm yelling, I'm crying, I'm throwing things. So that pushed it over. A strong end is a powerful thing in a book. Well, there's also this, there's a funny Sarah J. Moss meme and it's oh, really? somebody like walking away from a dumpster fire and it's like the last 80 pages of every Sarah J. Mass book. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. It, it just it, takes It's a it. common thing. <laughs> so I was actually, I was telling my friend about this the other day. I was like, I actually read this series and I feel like there was a certain reputation for it and surprised me. Um, the beautiful writing. Sarah J. Moss knows how to string together a sentence. She uses an interesting verb sometimes in ways I don't agree with. Sometimes there are a few ones that are a little wacky, but otherwise I think it's, the prose surprised me. Um, yeah, it She's was good. It was. It, I don't know what exactly I anticipated, but that, this wasn't it. I guess I don't <laughs> this know. Is the story that I thought. I thought it would okay, be? some sexy fairy stories with like you know. I don't know if I thought the plot would be as tangled mm-hmm. as it is. That the world building would be so like you're at the tip of the iceberg, baby. Yeah. Um, 
all her yeah. worlds are like that. They just keep growing and growing and growing. And now that mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. intertwined in ways in which I won't yet mention, it it like mm-hmm. is very stunning to look at. And I some of it is clearly not an afterthought. You right. know, like some of yeah. it could have been like I was a young author and now I'm realizing I have all these fantasy series so I can uh, weave them together. Right. And some of it is like, I, yeah, I planning. feel like there was some planning in here. Yeah. There definitely feels like they're setting the stage to something much bigger because there was so much detail about so much elements of the world building. And it really, all of it didn't really get touched on in the plot of this right. one. Right. Yeah. It's mentioned, but not expanded expanded upon them. explored expanded um absolutely so yeah. i when i first read it i gave it a five stars immediately and jumped to the next book like i love it i love th- i love this book and this is not my favorite book right. she wrote but this is the first book that i read that she yeah. wrote now yeah this wouldn't be a five st- i mean obviously i gave it four stars it's mm-hmm. not a five star book for me i think the the it was there was so the the structure was a little wobbly in the beginning so Mm -hmm. enjoyed it um five stars have to be outstanding for me and this just i feel like maybe maybe some future books in the series might be but i'm glad we started with four stars with you on this one Mm -hmm. and i honestly think of the three series is this is the one you'll like the least Okay. So the only way is up. We're gonna have oh, to add going a up, 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 star up, yeah. at some point. I'm gonna have to go on Storygraph. That's the alternative to Goodreads, folks. Mm. And you can actually give like point blah blah blah. On oh, that, I so. see. Well, yeah. okay. There is this. I tried to look for some fan theories because I thought that would be helpful. So I went in the Wayback Archives of like Tumblr. Oh god. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the fan theories I could find, even from the first book, give a lot of things away for other books. So I found two that I thought were interesting mm-hmm. and don't give a lot away. The first um, was that the sisters, the three Archeron sisters, have some sort of fey blood, which mm. is why Nesta could get past the glamour. Interesting. So that's something it's... that people thought back in the 2015. All right. Okay. Um, I don't know. They don't explain um... why. You know, she's they, just that she's iron will, baby. Yeah, but it's like, why does Feyre have such a good shot? And why does Nesta have such a good I iron mean, will? There's so much happening. Of, you know, I mean, it could be. and I, But I think that's very typical of fantasy mm-hmm. books where it's like, you're just a normal person. Actually, you're not a normal person. Right. That's you were true. special all along. And I feel like a lot of series that go on long enough add that to mm-hmm. someone. It's like, let someone just be a normal person who does all right. Yeah. They just yeah. figure it out. They okay? figure it out as they, they go. They don't have to be secret royalty or secret chosen ones or secret secret magic. They can just be a normie who has a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one has to do with Elaine. I picked ones Ooh. to do with the sisters because okay. we don't know a lot about them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she is supposed to be the one that has some court sort of interconnection with the spring court because of how much she likes plants and planting. Interesting. I'm wondering if I was in the early days and knowing that this is like the Feyre series. I do know the sisters apparently have more coming up because you yes. mentioned that. I wonder if I got done with the first book and would have thought is each of the sisters going to be have like a different fairy tale? Mm-hmm. Like this with Beauty and the Beast, and one of them is going to be uh, Aladdin, like, Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty, yeah, kind of have or a retelling of one of those. Sure, yeah, I think that's a that would have been a sweet way to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Except there's just so many unfinished things in this book that obviously it still it has, has to, to be Feyre's story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. 
So can we look back at the Google Doc I sent you? Okay. Pull it up. At the original cover art. Editing Alley here. I'd like to reiterate that we were wrong initially and that the book covers with the girls on it are the original and the ones with the patterns are the new book covers talked about this on the first episode Mm. we have the original art with the wolf and we have the um new cover Mm. art original with the girl with thera originally we said that the wolf one is better do we still think that after reading it is it more appropriate to the book i still don't love the new one yeah i don't love it either. i look at it and i realize it has the tattoo so it is fera but that doesn't seem like a favorite dress that seems like an amarantha dress to me mm-hmm. i don't think mm-hmm. she's ever described as wearing quite a dress like that yeah that's um, true. so even though it is like ominous and gothy and you know yeah reese puts I, her in white right isn't he putting her in white usually and and much more scantily clad right sure and then you know in spring court she's in much more when she's dressed up or much more like renaissance renaissance yeah. cutesy dresses so there's also a whole thing um there's a whole thing about women on book covers that don't have heads or faces uh-huh. and i understand on a practical sense you don't want to have to make the character look a certain way for the audience like let them read the description and let it be in their mind's eye not what's drawn or photographed on the cover sure but there is a whole discussion about how a lot of women on book covers don't have faces or don't have heads and this is just one of them and it's sort of value neutral because you understand the practical reasons why it's Mm -hmm, happening mm -hmm. or like here's a stock photo of a woman from behind and that's what we got to do because we're we're trying to but i don't know there's something about it it seems it just seems a little i i that second cover i feel like cheapens the book a little bit i hate to say that but it doesn't seem the book has more gravitas than i gave it credit for when i went in because i had the mental model of like this is the sexy fairy books right and yeah. i was like no there's some real intrigue and plot and darkness um, it's why I, I really like the first cover <laughs> i'm almost now like since you've seen all the series covers they're almost more like mm-hmm. uh this is is this tamlin or is this andrus oh this is andrus there's no um arrow in him okay this is andrus so this is the wolf i like the idea of them being zodiac signs or like i like the idea of them being one symbol for each of the courts i think they're i feel like they're just a little that to me is like a little more aesthetic it's Mm -hmm. a little more iconic like you could see people getting tattoos of it and they do right (laughs) like there's something that's more just like that's a stamp that's an engraving i like the medieval ish look you know to the style it just i i prefer that aesthetically as a book series i understand why not everyone would Mm -hmm. i think they both convey a different type of book if you think of it mostly as like a this is a fantasy series, mm-hmm. the first cover is that is a fantasy series. The second cover is this is a fantasy romance series. So exactly. it really I think it depends on the audience and what you look for. Um, and I think it became known as the sexy fa- fairy series. So you would want to brand it as the fantasy romance because that's your audience. Right. It is. You yeah. know, or that's the people buying it. And you want to see, see it on the bookshelf and say, oh, that looks like a book for me. 
I just like the other one aesthetically. Yeah, I think it's I, okay. I think it's a lot prettier too. So then you have said weekly that you until this book you've never read anything Sarah J. Mass. Okay. So not even the back of the book you said. So now I'm gonna read the back of the book and I want you to tell me mm-hmm. whether or not it's a good back of the book. Okay. When 19-year-old Huntress Farah kills a wolf in the woods, a beast-like creature arrives to demand retribution. Dragged to a... What does that say? Treacherous? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's very blurry because I screenshot it. (laughs) I have it right here. (laughs) It's okay. Dragged to a treacherous magical land she knows about only from legends, Farah discovers that her captor is not an animal, but Tamlin, one of the lethal immortal fairies who once ruled the world. As Farrah dwells on his estate, her feelings for Tamlin transform from, is that ire? Icy. Icy hostility. From icy hostility into a fiery passion that burns through every lie and warning she's been told about the beautiful, dangerous world of the Fae. But an ancient, wicked shadow over the fairy lands is growing, and Farrah must find a way to stop it or doom Tamlin. And his world forever. All right. First thing, this one is slightly different. Ooh, you have a different cover. Um, slightly. It's honestly just it's the same ideas, just like some of the sentences are worded a little different. I was like, what's she talking about? <laughs> um But it's it's mostly by content the same. It's just a few lines and sentences retweaked. Um so do I think that's a good back of the book? Well, I think the first thing to say about book blurbs is they're only really supposed to be the first third they right. are the inciting incident the hook the sort of concept um it's not a summary it's not a book report that's supposed to have the whole story right, because then why read it why read it yeah. it's supposed to be usually the first roughly maybe third of of the story is set up and then like a sort of like and then what's gonna happen or do this world and in that it's accurate yeah. um i i think it's it's I think it's fine. I, I yeah. I mean, I don't know how you felt. <laughs> no, I like it too. I think they yeah. d- I think it it's a good job. It explains that she's human, that she doesn't like Tamlin, that she starts to like Tamlin, that she's in danger, and that mm-hmm. she's got to save people. She's the heroine. Like I think they do a good job of explaining exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. She's going from world to world, so that's a good back of the book. I liked right. it, and I think it does a good job. So then we also said the dedication is Josh because you would go under the mountain for me. I love you. Oh, now Very I understand. Yes, That's husband, serious business. Yeah. Her husband would go and fight all those battles mm-hmm. for her, which I think is really sweet. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, let's look at some fan art. Okay. And you guys, we're going to describe these. I will post them when this episode comes out. Some of them, the artist was not attributed in the corner. So I pulled some fun ones that I thought we could talk about. And these are ones that give away nothing for future books. They are strictly a Court of Thorns and Roses fan art. So feel free to look at them. It is very hard to look at fan art because most fan art comes from book two. Oh. So. Let's start with Prithian's <laughs> Gossip Girl, the it's, cereal. The cereal, sipping some tea. I think. All right. That's how I picture the cereal, yeah? You, I think you mentioned that in that episode. You're like, you mentioned, you imagine the cereal just sipping, sipping tea. Very skeletal, though, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like that seems about right, how I visualized it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the cereal to reappear and continue to give us more tea. That's tea. what I'm at. Give us the tea. Give us the tea. So the next one I picked Ugh. is Under the Mountain. And this one is attributed. Can you see what it says on the top it corner? It says 
Casterina, and then it's at, at a, a touch, touch of, of magic designs. Yeah, so this depicts, underscore between each word. Yes, this depicts this is one of the nights under the mountain where Rasand is drinking his wine and dressing Feyre up scandalously, right? And with the paint all over her, and she's dancing and drunk. So. What color is Ferris' hair supposed to be? It is like a medium, a medium brown. That's a little blonde for me, especially because yeah. it's like a dark under the mountain. Like if it was daylight and that was the depiction of medium brown, I'd be mm. like, all right, but because it's dark under the mountain, that medium brown would look a yeah, little darker. Definitely, I think it's a. I think that one is a little light, but also I think they're trying to distinguish her from Reese. Yeah, but that's my nitpick, I guess. Yeah. Um, I hated that part of the book, so I'm not going to look at that too long. Yeah, I, that gave me one. so many skeevies. Uh, yeah. So the next one I is... I hate it. I hate it. The worm. Ah, it's Are so you looking gross. at the worm? The worm is so gross. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Again, there's no artists listed on this one it's or the a, next one. But no, there's a tiny little signature in the corner, but I can't read it. Okay. It's like a little... Scr- you know, a little sc- I'll have to look back scroll. where I got it and attribute it when I post it. But um, it's very creepy thinking about the worm as that big. I think I pictured him as shorter. More like caterpillar shaped, mm. short and stout, and that is long and skinny, and I don't it, like that. Yeah, I, no, I, I saw it as long. Um, it never reels up, up at her like that. It's no, never like up like above flat. her. He is like scrunch, scrunching, inching along. Mm-hmm. Like so, that is different. That was teeth and the drool. I like creepy, that she's creepy. just in like cargo pants and a denim shirt. <laughs> <I know. laughs> she looks great. She looks. <laughs> Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. Okay, Farah. And then the next one is her in her prison cell with the music, with the magic music coming to her. Yeah, the music that she can hear, see, and feel when she's like high. That's more of like a dark brown, yeah. A yeah, brown. that's that's more of an acceptable medium brown. Just a little mm-hmm. highlights, yeah. And oh. this is how I pictured Farah in my head, I think. Yeah. And then you see the next one. We got, we got the group that looks like it was made from Sims or something. Yeah. <laughs> High Lord Central all High putting Lord. their little, all right, their all little right. pebbles of light in Feyre's dead chest. All right. That's a little more interesting. Just because, like, they described all of them, like, back to back to back. And I'm like, okay, I did not absorb this. All sure. Right, uh, but now I have a little bit more of a visual of the different courts. And, and as you see. meet them throughout the next couple of books, you'll get more distinct features of who they are mm-hmm. and why they look the way they do. Um, and obviously there's Lucian, who we've That's been Lucian. ignoring. Yeah. Creepy Lucian. Yeah. Hello. Tamlin even still in his mask, just like they yeah. said. So we've got um, what winter and summer on the right mm-hmm. with, uh, I'm guessing that's Baron. Uh, the autumn behind Lucian. Yeah, he's behind his son. And then you've got day and dawn. And then of course and Reese. Yeah. All right. I like um. I don't know which one of them has that little like sun crown, and which one just has the sun glow. <laughs> I don't know which one is day and dawn because they both could be appropriate. Yeah. Get ready to meet them. Right. All right. Now we've got Reese by who is this? Rookie. Artwork, artwork by Rookie. Rookie. Um, exactly how I picture Reese. I didn't picture him with a butt chin. He has a little bit of a butt chin. Oh, yeah, he does. Know? Like the cleft chin, yeah. Yeah. I, it's not exactly. I feel like he looks a little too much like Superman. I feel like I, I didn't softer see him. Softer him? A, more a, soft? a slightly softer. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was in the more in the, like, the 
maybe a little more bulky than Ben Barnes, but that was like more in the my head. Okay. Okay. Like he's a little too more too much like superhero chiseled looks. Very chiseled. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then we right. have Feyre and Andrus in okay. the scene where she shoots him, and this is by. Let me zoom in. This is vi- got it. It's 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 Vitkovskaya art. Vitkovskaya art. Yeah. Ugh. And that's a beautiful scene. No, the snow, the ice, it's it's lovely. The red blood. I could like, never paint something like that. <laughs> Farrah can. Yeah. I Maybe. Think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> her skills are, she's doubting herself quite a lot. About she what's her ability to paint? She, she can do Tamlin as a pig, that's for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I think this is great. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, another creepy worm. Yeah, and then this is the last one I pulled. Uh, I just liked this one because it had Amarantha and Tamlin in in mm-hmm. the background, I pictured Amarantha's hair a little redder, I think. Yeah, uh, but I love her attitude in that. The yes. way she's sitting, like, <laughs> Leaning girl. back, yeah. Leaning towards She Tamlin. seems so casual. Like, this isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And Tamlin looks so tense in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gripping the arms. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that's the fan art I've been waiting to show you because mm-hmm. I didn't want to give anything away. So yeah. now, guys. We are done this book. Marjorie gave it four stars. We are going to look at the cover of the next book. I also included the female cover on there so you could see what the right. next cover okay. looks like. Um, we're going to talk about them. We're going to make some predictions. We are going to uh, talk about the dedication in that book and then just let Marjorie make some guesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So we've got a turquoise. Would you call this turquoise cover? We really oh. should look up the artist for this book. Or is this more green? You know, this color is a little bit more green. Okay. It has a little bit blue, but I feel like it's not quite turquoise. Maybe closer to teal. Okay, because Frost and Starlight is definitely blue. Yeah. That's the short the mm-hmm, short one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this, a, mi- a Court of Mist and Fury. We have a raven now. Yeah. Well, d- I didn't know it was a raven. I, I don't know, know if it's a raven either. It it's could a be a bird. crow. It could be a it's crow, like, oh, it's a corvid of raven. some sort. Yeah, it's a crow. It's a raven. It's holding a ring. Don't think I didn't notice that before I saw your notes. I've already looked at the cover. I cheat a little bit. I didn't read the back of the book, but I did look at the cover and I was like, okay, well, we know Reese has wings and maybe this is symbolic. Maybe he has a little, maybe he has a little bird pal that does his bidding. Like Maleficent? Or that could be Yeah, fine. or like Falcon? Or, or Maleficent is a bird. I don't know. No, 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 no. Maleficent has a bird. Like she has a familiar. Yes, a bird. for sure. Like, you know, maybe maybe it's something like that. Maybe Reese, when he's like true, because he also has talons. He has membranous wings, but he has talons. Right. So he's maybe, not feathered. That's maybe true. his true transformation is like all the way bird. Which right. Is, because he said he doesn't like to fully transform. Right. Like maybe he's book. holding back the wings because they look too cute. Mm-hmm. Like because a guy with feathered wings is even better than a guy with bat wings. Oh, I mean, by okay. much. Okay. Shots fired. Everybody heard us say it here. I heard, heard it. I I, par- I don't know if that's, I'm getting in the midst of something, but I'm just saying. I'll play that back for you later. Uh, oh, um, my. Um, and then, yes, a ring. A ring. Is this the ring with Durian's eye? That's the only ring of importance we know of yet. And it looks like it is, it is spherical, round. so it could have an eye in it. And yeah. we know that the eye and the bone disappeared, a, so that's could, a good thought. Could be a black pearl. It could be an engagement ring. Could be an onyx. I mean, you know, 
there's it could be an engagement ring it could be a family heirloom it could be yeah um like something that amarantha or like you know amarantha obviously just got her throat ripped out but we know the king of highburn still exists maybe this is like some cursed item right i i mean it could be a lot of things but the only ring of significance we know of right now is mm-hmm. the one with Jurian's eye in it right so i can speculate it could be the one ring like but it's not one you know ring to rule to rule them to, all yes them all. yes to, to rule them all. <laughs> to rule them all. <laughs> that ring. That ring. Yes, it could be that ring, but um, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then here's the oh, yes. uh, the girl cover. It's blue, very blue. It's um, very blue. I think it's interesting. They still kind of went from a d- red to a cool tone, right? And um, it's um, her tattoo still there. Okay. She's wearing more like, like armory armor esque, but definitely feathery, a bodice armor. Right. An armor that's I suppose is way too much skin where you know, weapons could get through. So not a good armor. We see a castle. We see It looks a almost city. like Italy. We look a, yeah, it's it like does. Italy in the background. So Very cityscape. Roman. Um makes sense night court if you're gonna show the sky, it's gonna be like dark blue. Um What are you talking about night court? I never said anything about Night Court. I mean, she made a deal to go to Night Court, Allie. <laughs> like, what? The plot's going to be something completely different? Okay. Yep. New plot. Story New over. Plot. Start again. All right. I got to say nothing, something else about these book covers. There's a meme um, online about uh, graphic design is my passion whenever words are put in a weird order in a graphic design. I got to say. Uh. Court. Uh, uh, there's just A of mist, fury, and? and? <laughs> like, What? They're just weirdly placed, and it's... It's yeah. a creative choice. It's a creative it's a choice. choice. It might not be a choice that um makes sense in the English language, mm-hmm. but it's definitely creative. It is. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to say that. I mean, the font's cool, but not the word placement. Anyway. Again, I like the other one. I do, too. I think just stylistically... Sarah J. Ma- no, it's in a slightly different font. I was like, Sarah yeah. J. Ma- but it's a, she still has the serif font on mm-hmm. both. Okay. Very much so. Anyway, yeah, I think they just convey two different books. And it's, like, okay if there's two different book covers. Like, I think sometimes that's what you need because, like... Different co- audiences I'm will pick up different be, things. Yeah, it's like how they used to print, um, like, especially in Britain, they printed, like, a, an adult version of the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. and, like, the children's covers. The adult ones are so boring, though. Yeah. But this, but I think, existed. is at least interesting. Um, okay, so the dedication in this book says, for Josh and Annie, new edition. Okay. My own court of dreams. And that's all it says. Josh and Annie, those are kids? No, Josh is her husband. Oh, Josh is her husband. Is Josh, is Annie her child? Yes. Okay. Cute. So this. Court of dreams. This came out, and we haven't heard about that at all. No. And this came out in 2016, one year after A Court of Thorns and Roses. But okay. again, she had started writing right. these books. So she already had it, like, in the bag. Yeah. Like, you know. They started being laid out around 2009. And in my opinion, maybe some things from A Court of Mist and Fury, she was kind of workshopping them in A Court of Thorns and Roses and then ended up being like, this is two entirely different stories. It's possible. It does feel like, to go back, I know we're supposed to be going front, but I'm going back to A Court of Thorns and Roses. I do think like the elements that are in Act 3, which are my favorite part, I feel like they're not as well integrated 
into the Beauty and Beast plotline. Are we going back to that at some point to talk about how we felt it effectively did Beauty and the Beast? We can. I mean, this is our show. I mean, can we do it right now? Yeah, let's do it right now. Okay. (laughs) Like, okay. So, obviously, the first two-thirds are Beauty and the Beast. And then, of course, when you get under the mountain, that's like a whole... That's not part of, like, the lore of Beauty and the Beast. There's not, like... I mean, I know in the Disney one, it's like the fairy that transforms the prince isn't really the bad guy. Mm -hmm. They're like a neutral, like, you know, true neutral, just trying to do their own sort of justice in the world. Right. Like an ethereal goddess. That's just like, Like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah, I'm trying to teach you a a lesson. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. Um, So this one, of course, she's like a whole malevolent being who's part of a larger plot to take over the fairy world she's like the sorceress and gaston yes yes and stronger than both and then there's a whole other plot line where bell has to go and save the beast from this so it's like it is it is an addition to that but um so that is kind of very different and where saying I love you isn't really the thing that saves the day. Right. Because, so, I mean, it could have been, right. but it didn't. Right. It's a subversion. She didn't make it that far um, mm-hmm. into loving him. But there is. We have a Mrs. Potts character. Mm-hmm. We have the roses. Um, we have a beast. We have a bell. You know, we have the, the father who kind of screws the pooch. And she, the daughter, has to save the day. Right. Lucian's kind of Lumiere. She goes back. Like, the guy lets her go at some point, And she goes back to her family. He has to save her from fairies that are trying to get her in the forest. Right. And then she There's... wraps his hand up. Like, all that does happen. Yeah. I would say the they one. They eat dinner a lot. <laughs> they eat dinner a lot. The one thing. That I'm still like scratching my brain about is the masks. How it's just not that bad of a curse. Like there's a <laughs> lot of things, and like you know, being transformed. You know, think of Beauty and the Beast. The a man is turned into a beast, so people are afraid of him. And in the Disney one, his servants are turned into inanimate objects. In older fairy tales, I did my research this week. Mm. They got turned into like stone. So it's like this. I do have to save. It's not just about the beast saving himself. It's like you have to save all these other people. But the mask part, I feel like, you know, I look back at it and it's like, it still just seems a little. It seems a little silly. It seems a little, I, silly might not be the right word. It just doesn't seem like it's that big and it feels like it's there because beauty and the beast had the transformation you don't really see the person the beast mm-hmm. and you the servants are also um under the curse but what purpose does it really serve yeah i don't know that it serves much of a purpose i know that it, it seems to me that it's more of like a reminder to the people in spring court because we mm-hmm. have to remember that a lot of the other courts have people under the mountain that are stuck there. Mm-hmm. And because Tamlin is refusing to like date Amarantha, all those people are trapped there. Right. So there is this like a bigger group that he has to save by either falling in love or just going and banging Amarantha. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the, it's almost like the, you're going to wear this mask for 50 years. When the 50 years is up, we get you yeah. all. That's I the mean, deal. I get it. Maybe like a constant it's reminder. It's kind of like the handcuffs. It's like, Maybe it's like what's wrapping them in the curse, the spring court right. from it's just, leaving and finding help or whatever. That part, it doesn't, you know, no, they never say that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like if the characters express that, maybe you could be like, okay, I buy it a little bit more. Yeah. And I just, I'm just like, I feel like it exists because she's trying to have that part of the original fairy tale. And it's like, it. I don't know if it needs to exist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's ever going to come back. Yeah. Of any significance. So that's how I feel about 
the Beauty and the Beast part. How about you? Well, I, I like the I like the Beauty and the Beast concept. Obviously, like I said, I read a lot of fantasy romance, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because uh, of that, I read a lot of retellings of famous fairy tales right. because it's the easiest thing for people to draw on because it's a story that they loved and or fell in love with as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I like it when people take the basic story and change it to right. fit their needs. Right. So like I'm okay with it. I much prefer the next story um, with the Persephone um, Hades style mm-hmm. story. And I will even say um, many people say that the Throne of Glass series is a retelling of like a Cinderella-esque mm-hmm. type story. So I like that she takes elements and weaves them through. Right. And I just think that this one specifically is so close to Beauty and the Beast because she was so young when she started writing. Right. All the other ones, like, brush on stuff but don't like hit it as hard as she hit this one yeah this one i think uh, it's just that it's like i'm fine with taking elements and reimagining them but it's like if it's going to be so flimsy you could just eliminate it either go harder or just like realize oh this doesn't actually need to exist yeah. like i think that was a i liked it, it. i like the i like the thing i do like about it is kind of what we said last or week if they were just more i mean i feel like tamlin got to wear like a cool sexy mask like yeah. where she got to see part of his face and got to kiss him like what if it was a mask that was like man in the iron mask type of mask, you know? Terrifying. Yeah. Well, Sarah has lots of masks in her book. We'll see that one day. Oh, okay. I promise you. <laughs> um, actually, one of my favorite scenes of all time will happen in a mask mm-hmm. just like that, but not in this series. Um, okay, so wait, what was I thinking? Oh, something we hit on last episode, I believe, or the last two episodes is Feyre's trauma. Mm. And I think that's why I like this as a Beauty and the Beast story. I think that we just see Belle mm-hmm. and the Beast transform and fall in love and move on. And it's happily we, ever after. Right. We don't get to see the trauma of the people right. who were stuck in these masks, who were under the mountain for 15 years, who they get home. And to and live as a clock. Right. <laughs> they get home and they're like, oh, everybody's the high lord of our court was killed under the mountain and now his son's in charge we didn't know that right like there's certain things that i don't think fairy tales dive into because they're just telling you a little piece right the starting mm-hmm, point mm-hmm. and not the this is what happened afterwards and that's why i think under the mountain is so important in like mm-hmm. This is the, the the now sparking off point for Feyre's trauma, Tamlin's trauma, Reese's trauma, mm-hmm, Lucian's mm-hmm, trauma, mm-hmm. the Autumn Court brothers, all the people, Lucian's mom. There are all these people that were lightly touched on. Right. We know that fairies in the summer court were getting their wings cut off and right. had their heads put on spikes. Like, there's a lot of shit that went down over the last 50 years that we now have to unravel. Right. I'm... Going off of Ferris trauma and spiraling that into another direction, that was making me think when I was preparing for tonight, I was like, I could talk about the difference between the hero's journey and the heroine's journey, which doesn't have to do with the gender presentation of the protagonist, but is actually different um, traditions that date back to like Greek mythology, just like there's the hero's journey, there's a heroine's journey that's slightly different. Um, but then I thought about it and I was like, nope, Ferris has a hero's journey mm-hmm. because a hero's journey, some of the landmarks is mostly when she's at the end is she's doing this individually. Yes, there are people who help her as in any hero's journey, but ultimately it is her fighting against pretty much everyone. Um, where heroine's journey is more about coalition building. So Harry Potter, Dorothy. Harry Potter, Dorothy, 
wonderful. Harry Potter is actually much more of a heroine's journey because really he succeeds by uh, collaborating and having all these groups of Dumbledore's friends. Dumbledore's army. He, there's Dumbledore. There's Hermione. There's Ron. There's all these people who are fighting with him. And you see that like with Neville destroying the last Horcrux. And it's like that's all important. Thera is very much a hero's journey. And part of the hero's journey is also when they come back. She goes back home at the end, which is Spring Court now. She goes back. But she is traumatized. That's what comes from the trauma. This is how this conversation spiraled in my head. So that's really part of the hero's journey is often it's like you come back home, but you are so changed. You are not part of that anymore. Right. You're like, not like Frodo. Like right. Frodo comes back from he had middle, to leave. He had to leave. He couldn't heal. So it's like, um, Farrah had a hero's journey, um, you know, and, and, um, She's traumatized, and she has come back out of the other end, but she is not the same. She descended into the underworld. She went under the mountain. She almost died, she, and she has changed, and, and, and it's not going to be the same for her now on. It's not happily ever after. Yeah, and she's not even just emotionally changed. Like, she's fully physically changed. She's phys- oh, yeah. She di- She did die. She yeah. almost died. She they did die. They yeah. brought her back. She is a different being. And it's like now it's like not only does she have that trauma, but how is she going mm-hmm. to tell her family? Are they going to accept her? Can she ever go home? Right. Like, there's so... Is she going to feel like there's no place that is truly home right. now for right. her? There's no like um, good closure point for for her mm-hmm. in this book. She and I mean she's leaving the book going. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to think about it. I just want to have nightmares about it. Yeah. I'm I'm actually very compelled by that going into the next next um, parts of the story. If if and when um they actually follow through with that as a through line mm-hmm. um, and don't just easily swipe it away. Yeah. With like talk about your feelings once and then you can be better. But it's like, does this transform her for good? That's a good prediction. Do you think it will? I'm hoping. Or do I you think, think it's yes. going to be like a cartoon character where like Lisa Simpson wears the same outfit next week and she's still in second grade? I, I think Sarah J. Moss is going to go through with it because I think she went that dark on purpose it seemed very deliberate um and i think that is going to be a wedge between Dara and tamlin i think he's ready to move on from this past because he's been carrying around this trauma for a long time and he's like <laughs> he's i'm like, free i'm free like this is <laughs> i'm done i'm done and i think she's going to be carrying this and wanting to be a certain way um does it feel good and then i think reese is going to probably be like listen you killed people. I get it. Me I did too. that. <laughs> like, but you don't have to feel like I think he's going to be able to indulge or understand that part of her. Okay. And I think that's going to become the crux of this the one love week triangle. of therapy a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one week of free therapy a month. I don't know if he's a good therapist. <laughs> like, he might be one of those people who are like, are good to be around because it's like I could also be toxic with you and you're like oh now I feel like I'm at home <laughs> with someone else who's a murderer right. <laughs> one step ahead of the bridge line. yeah it's is that Reese is he Aladdin I hope I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's no in so many ways but okay <laughs> um okay so what so you're definitely alluding to you think this is going to be some sort of love love triangle that the trauma is going to put a wedge between yeah Feyre and Tamlin do you have any other like big arching predictions? Because there is no way to know. She you didn't. All we know is that the King of High burns out there, mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, I mean, 
you've you've said it today you've told me many times before we even started reading the books that the second one is like um hades and persephone but as much as this is like beauty and the well Beast, yeah but yeah. i mean and we know that there's the deal so we know she's going to be going back the book has been set up that it's going to be constructed that she's going to be going back before forth between tamlin and the spring court and reese and the night court and that's going to cause the interpersonal drama what the plot drama is i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i the the twisted turns of court swords and roses got me at the end so i'm like i really don't know what to anticipate mm-hmm. but i think she's going to get involved in maybe some political intercourt political intrigue and she is going to have to suss out who to trust what is right what's the best decision for people and we've seen from the first book she has been faced with the is it okay to kill a couple people to save a lot of people and is she going to have to be making big moves and choices like that your face says yes well, she's trolley <laughs> she was trolley problem she was trolley problem <laughs> so that's that's maybe my idea going forward sure all right shall we read the back of the book are you ready for that i'm ready i'm gonna read it okay all read right. it out all loud. right all right should i start with the little thing in gold Masterful storytelling from a number one New York Times bestselling <laughs> author Sarah J. Brass brings her sexy action-packed series to new heights. All right. Accurate. All right. Let's go. Farah has undergone more trials than one human woman can carry in her heart. That's a trauma. Though she's now been granted the powers and lifespan of the High Fae, she is haunted by her time under the mountain and the terrible deeds she performed to save the lives of Tamlin and his people. Charlie Bravo. Oh, as her marriage to Tamlin approaches. Ooh, oh. is it an engagement ring? Oh. <laughs> hollowness and nightmares. I knew she's going to have fucking nightmares. <laughs> Consume her. She finds herself. Oh, I am so good. I mean, it was obvious. Actually, it shouldn't be saying I'm so good. They set it up at the end of the other book, but I'm going to pretend I'm super smart. You got it. She finds herself split between two different people. One who upholds her bargain with Resand. High lord of the feared night court and one who lives out her life in the spring court with tamlin while pharaoh navigates a dark web of politics you got it passion and dazzling power a greater (laughs) evil looms she might be key the key to stopping it but only if she can harness her harrowing gifts oh right she's a high fade out she's gonna have gifts she's gonna be able to is this her is she the one who transformed into a raven i can't tell you that oh my god okay that's a yes voice. Um, I can't tell you if she's a raven. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I forgot that she's a high fae now. That means she's going to have like transforming powers and some other special powers. And she's not just a high fae. She got powers from all seven. Oh, she has super special <laughs> high fae. <laughs> oh, oh, die. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I but just only, said that she got Only powers. if she could harness her gifts, heal her fractured soul, and decide how she wishes to shape her future and the future of world in turmoil. Whoa. 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 All right. Like, guys, I really want to tell you, I really don't read these ahead. And I want to say. Nailed it. I want to say, Allie, I'm trying really hard to, like, keep it, like, clean. I'm not peeking. I'm not looking at fan art. I'm not. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to not have discussions with family members who've already read the series. I'm like, don't tell me. I'm doing the podcast. And Allie's like, it's okay if a few things slip. It's okay. Sometimes preparation is great. And I'm like, I'm not preparing other than what I'm doing because then <laughs> I could do this. And how, I think it's better this way. Okay. So now you know. Now I, mean, I know. You okay. did a really great job predicting. You predicted a lot of things. Okay. 
this is but that's good yes. like understanding that predicting something means that Sarah the story is effectively told set up yeah i just want to say that it's not there's for just sure. like this p- pressure for like plot points to like or plot twists to like no one can none of your fans should be able to predict them and it's like no that's a bad plot twist some of your fans should be able to predict it it means you wrote a good story right yeah like the all the all the <sighs> easter eggs were there for you to draw on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure um this is beyond a shadow of a doubt your favorite my favorite book of all time okay not just like a little bit like i have read this book probably like 15 times I just read it and then hit start again. When I'm having a bad day, I know exactly what chapter to go to. Am I right, ladies? And then... (laughs) (laughs) All right. I know what chapter it is then. I'll know. I'm going to guess. Don't tell me. I want to guess now when I get to a chapter and be like, is this the chapter? (laughs) This this is the challenge for the series. Um, I love this book. And there's actually, when I'm having a really hard time getting into reading, Mm -hmm. there's a point in this book through a point in the next book that I read. It's funny, it's like the end of this book and the beginning of the next book I find to be very therapeutic to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I read that as a set. And uh, once we finish all those chapters, I'll tell you which ones it is. Okay, okay. I still kind of want to predict. I do want to predict the chapter. The chapter. Okay. All right. When I get to it. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Not, not now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's 32. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Good, good guess. Um, yeah. The- <laughs> 33 um this is a great great all right great book great mm-hmm, book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so next week read or next week one through four um i think so one through four i just want to see exactly where four leaves off because the first book i tried to do that oh yep one through four <laughs> <laughs> what a noise <laughs> What a noise. What an adulation. Yeah. So everybody, I'm really excited to share this journey with you. I'm going to be yelling a lot during this book. I'm going to be saying a lot of wonderful things. I'm going to be giggling a lot. I'm going to be so excited. And Marjorie is going to like this book a lot more than she liked the beginning of the last one. I, can guarantee it. I, I almost feel bad. I'm like, I know those those first multiple uh, episodes. I was a complainy pants. No, that's good. I was a complainy pants. Because now. People know it's honest. You're going to be a convert. We, we're going to get you there. <sighs> All right. Okay. Okay. Um, well, everybody, we will see you next week. A Court of Mist and Fury, chapters one through four. Be there, be square, baby. Now you are unwelcome to our podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs>